I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to One for the Weekend Podcast. We're back once again and today I'm joined by Rory Big Dog Jennings. I like that. Can we, is that something we're going to cultivate? Big Dog. Okay, yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah? Yeah, why not? 100%. I mean, it's completely, it completely doesn't fit me, but I'll, I'm happy to try and wear it. Well, I mean, it does fit you. I mean, Big it's, Dog. I mean, it's ironic. I, oh, yeah, for that. But, but, but apt. You know, okay. I, look, I can sell anything. You know, I literally just made that up on the spot, and Big Dog is what I went for. Okay, let's try and make that one stick. For those that are listening and not watching on YouTube, um, it, I mean, it, would anyone else say Big Dog if they... No, I don't... Of all of the words that would come into your head, I mean, the majority of them being offensive... Yeah. Big Dog is probably not me, but it's one I'd like to be me. Yeah. So let's, I, let's go with it. If you, also, if you, can't, if you can't see, if you're watching... If you're just listening to this on a podcast, yeah. I could be six foot four for Mate, you, you, yeah, if you're just hearing this, I think you sound naughty. I mean, you sound like you feel capable of doing some things. Doing some damage? Yeah, well, yeah, not going to say damage because this is a fan-friendly podcast, but doing some things. Doing some... Down the football. Yeah, why not? Again, people can't see me, so why not? I'm a, I'm a big Spurs fan. You are. You're so Chelsea. Be careful. Be very careful. You're Chelsea. There is only a table between us. And, and what was the threat I gave you earlier? You told me that when Chelsea play Tottenham at the new ground, it doesn't apply to Wembley, but at the new ground, yeah. that I shouldn't go, or if I do go, I should be hiding from you if I see you. Very quiet. You should be very, very, very quiet. quiet. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's advice that I would definitely live by. Okay, good. I mean, if you're lucky, I mean, on a level outside football, we get on very well, don't we? Yes, but just not on that day. Today, we're going to be talking about Liverpool versus Chelsea mainly. We've got lots of other bits and pieces coming up, including soldiers lost in battle. Oh, yes. I uh, love that. Every, I guess everybody's favourite bit. Yeah. I mean, those that are, are tuning in just for that, I'm not going to tell you where it is because you're going to skip straight to it and not, not listen to me and you talk. Which would be right, I'd, I'd, again, I'd understand that as well. One for the Weekend is sponsored by Fan League. Fan League is a brilliant app, predictor app. You predict 13 results for the weekend. You can hedge, you can double hedge, and you get involved and, uh, and predict. And if you win all 13 or 12 or 11, you get some money back. It's pretty good. And okay. most, most importantly, there's like a community around it so you can chat to each other. And uh, it's a lovely little app. And they're sponsoring us. And while they sponsor us, One for the Weekend will exist. So what you need to do is go into the description below and download the link. If you're listening on iTunes, open the App Store, download Fan League, all one word, uh, and get involved. Once you've done that, add 
James Alcott, who's the usual presenter to this, lesser presenter, but the usual one, no. <laughs> and uh, get, get him uh, to add him as a friend, and he'll add you to the one for the weekend league where you can get involved in the banter and get involved in predicting the 13 results. Right. Yes, Liverpool versus Chelsea. There's a, li- a little bit of needle between the two clubs. They're not obvious rivals. Obviously. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those new rivalries that developed about a decade ago now. Mm. Uh, like when Benitez was at uh, Liverpool and when Mourinho was at Chelsea, we played each other so many times. Um, it's, it's a ridiculous amount of times. It's it something Champions League, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think we played some, something like 40 times in five years. It was something, it really was ridiculous amounts. Um, you know, we were meeting in cup finals, we were meeting in cup semi-finals, uh, we were in each other's Champions League group, mm. uh, they were the obvious natural fixtures that you have in the Premier League, so we played each other so many times, and it was so finely poised in all of the all of the encounters that a natural rivalry was born. It isn't one that goes back years, it isn't one, you know, it isn't sort of Chelsea Leeds that originated in the 70s, mm. or, or Chelsea Tottenham that originated, I think, around 67, that cup, the cup final, but... Yeah, I think if you're a if you're a Chelsea fan who's younger than me, a lot younger than me, sadly, Liverpool could well be up there for you at one of the most uh, one of the teams that you look out for. It's amazing how rivalries rivalries form in that respect, and then often it is to do with what happens on the pitch. Yeah. I think the most fascinating rivals are the ones that have nothing to do with the football inside. So there's you know, yeah. Tottenham and Arsenal is about them moving into the uh, North London area. Yeah. Um, you know, Brighton and, and, and Palace. Is that, is, that's about, is that about the nickname? Like, is it genuinely about the nickname? No, no. It's Bright- seagull, seagulls versus eagles. It's no, like a bird fight. No, um, no, no, not at all. Because that, I mean, that's, that's great. And if it was, <laughs> I mean, a seagull will absolutely kick the shit out of it. No, no an what? Eagle, an eagle would kick the shit out of a seagull, is what I was going to say. No, but seagulls pack it up. Yeah. Seagulls, like, hunt. They're, they're, they have pe- pack mentality. That's Always true. back the pack. Do you reckon? Yeah. All right, I'll think about that. Um, the uh, <laughs> Brighton and, and Palace rivalries is actually about the rivalry between Alan Mullery and Terry Venables, which went back to the days when they played under Bill Nick in Tottenham's team. Um, and one of them was made captain, which hurt the other one. They didn't really like each other. No way. So that needle just carried on and on. And I love it. And it, Palace, and it went through to the fans. Yeah, well, Palace and Brighton played each other and there was a kick, in it, uh, kick off and... Mallory did this thing that, like threw money at the at the um, at the uh, I can't remember which way it was Palace fans right and said that's all you're worth kind of thing so that's from there actually we've got a documentary going out on Bull Street's uh, YouTube channel oh wait I'll definitely check that a couple out. of weeks that's time. fascinating yeah so I mean I'm always fascinated by these rivals and I was I was kind of aware acutely aware of, of kind of Liverpool and, and Chelsea rivalry I was just wondering what you what you thought about them now but. There you go. Um, so Liverpool don't rank in your most. What, what are your most three most hated clubs? Oh, um, well, Tottenham would be yeah. Tottenham would be the first fixture that I'd look out for. Yeah, uh, closely followed by Arsenal, mm. and then it's probably Manchester United. I think. Really? Just, yeah, just because of the size of the club, and they've historically been our main rival. You know, Premier League era for sure. They've been our biggest rival at least for trophies yeah so um, I'd say probably those three in that order but I'm going to have to do an honourable mention can I do an honourable yeah. mention West Ham and Leeds United both get an honourable mention from me mm. they uh, it, you know Leeds United is one it's it's just in you I think Chelsea fans are brought up to have an antipathy towards Leeds and I think it's completely mutual I know for sure like one of my good friends who plays for my football team Leeds fan I think they sing about Chelsea every week and Chelsea will do the same. So yeah. I like those rivalries. That stems from the cup final, isn't it? The, the, the cup final was... that was absolute murders. If you ever get a chance, yeah. go on YouTube, look at, look at the... It's, it was... 1970. 70, yeah. Is it 70? 
It was horrendous. Yeah, you know, it was a quite recently, quite recently, or oh, well, I mean, within the last 10 to 15 years, they got, do you remember the former ref, David Ellery? Yes. They got David Ellery to watch the, to watch the cup final, mm. the, the second leg, the leg that was at Old Trafford, which eventually Chelsea won. They got David Ellery to watch it and ref it, and only seven players finished the game. Really? Yeah. That doesn't They're surprise me. Refing it on today's standards. Yes, yeah. of course. Seven of course. players finished the game. Yeah, it was at Bremner, Chopper, yeah, Harris. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Osgood. Osgood up front, yeah. Uh, David Webb got the winner. It was mm. two teams full of hatred. Um, they played at Wembley first. Leeds were very unlucky. We went up to Old Trafford and Chelsea won. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a huge, a huge event. And I think it's actually still the biggest sporting event ever watched uh, on TV. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think the, the record for the uh, how many viewers that that game got has never been surpassed in Britain. Bearing in mind there's only three channels. There were only three channels, and, and, and it was when the cup final meant way more than it does now. Like The cup final at that point ranked only just below the league. Like mm. If you didn't win the league and you did win the cup, it was huge. Yeah, yeah. So everybody was tuning in. Um, so obviously for the game this weekend, yeah. if people one of the games that people have to pick in the Fan League app is Liverpool versus Chelsea. Um, what way do you think they should bet? Well, I obviously think they should bet for Chelsea, but I think it's uh, I think it could go either way. I think Liverpool's home form is incredible. I think they've only conceded one goal there, and Chelsea's away form is also very admirable. You know, we've been playing very very well away from home. No more so than just the other night when we put four past Carabag. Mm. Um, it's, it's so finely poised it's so difficult it's so difficult to predict anything here but I think that Chelsea will win I really do I think that we're finding a bit of form now Eden Hazard's playing incredibly well we're looking very solid at the back uh, Andreas Christensen's a revelation and there's no other reason but we have to win for us to have any chance of winning the Premier League, we've boxed ourselves into a corner. Because of results like Crystal Palace away, because of results like Burnley at home, we now have no option but to go to places like Anfield and win the game. Because, you know, usually, under normal, under normal service, a point at Anfield's a great result. But because of what we did at Selhurst Park, it isn't a great result. We have to win. And for that reason alone, I think, generally speaking, in my Chelsea supporting life, when Chelsea have had to win... They have. Mm. And I think that we just have too much guile for Liverpool. I think it's keeping their front line quiet, isn't it? It's got, it's got to be... And exploiting their back line. It's, it's, a, double, it's a double thing. Yeah. Because obviously their front line, their front four is arguably the best in the league. I think, I think behind, Salah, behind, behind cities it is. Yeah, and, and I think in Mo Salah, it's fair to say they had the signing in the summer. Absolutely. So keeping them off the ball means keeping our front players in possession. Mm. And if we do that, I think that we can really exploit what goes on at the back there. Because I'm not quite sure... For me, Dejan Lovren isn't good enough. And Alvaro Morata should really be able to exploit that. Um, their full-backs have a propensity, particularly at left-back, have a propensity to push on so far mm. that Eden Hazard, in this new role, you know, playing kind of wherever he likes behind Morata, <laughs> means that he really should be able to exploit, exploit the space as they overcommit. Because at times, Liverpool, you know, they look so, so mesmerising, so dazzling going forward. But it's kind of Henderson and a couple of defenders trying to sort it out at the back. And if you break properly, you can really do well. Henderson completed 55% of his passes against Seville last week. He completed, so only half of his passes? Yeah, which shows you something about how, 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 how much they are committing and how much pressure that Seville put on put That's on an him. atrocious no, stat. That's a horrendous stat, yeah, and it's terrible. I mean, for a player of his level... 
and in England internationals yeah. who only can be completing just over half also, of the passes. Also, he's playing in a position where you think a lot of his passes would be short. Yeah. I mean, it may be that he might have been asked to be a bit more inventive, yeah, yeah, but I don't know, not that. I mean, even still, he shouldn't be hit, should be hitting way more than 50 cents. Yeah. Uh, 55 uh, Marino obviously down that left hand side Marino Marino um, he, uh, well that's he where I think Chelsea show. can that's where I think Chelsea can really do well um, because well, how do you keep quiet how do you quick cut Mane Salah Firmino has been excellent this season as well well and, I think what and, you do is you play you even mention Coutinho as well <laughs> it's incredible it's a problem incredible. yeah it's a real problem but I think what you do is um, you play the game away from them Chelsea have to have the ball in the in the in our attacking third, yeah. so that the ball isn't around the likes of Salah. If you give them the ball, they'll score goals. There's no, there's absolutely no two ways about it. If you give Philip Coutinho a time on the ball, he'll score a goal. If yeah. you give if you give Robert Firmino a time on the ball, he'll score a goal. So you can't allow them to have it, which means you have to play the game in a very offensive way, which could play into Chelsea's hands. I think the way Spurs beat them, when uh, we beat them handedly four uh, one at Wembley. Um, and that was about sitting back and counter countering yeah. when we had it, and they, the defence could not cope with our counter at all. So if Chelsea had been playing a counter this season, I think perhaps that might be the way to yeah, do it. I think Conte played a brilliant counter attacking game for Italy during the Euros. So. Yes, yeah, he did. Look, we, and we can certainly do that. But also, I think firstly, I think our defence deserves a bit of uh, recognition here. I think Christensen um, playing at the back which, with presumably Gary Cahill which wouldn't be my selection, but it will be Cahill and uh, then Cesar Azpilicueta. They've got a real good understanding now. It's looking, it's looking solid. Yeah. Protected by Bakayoko and Kante. I'm not, I'm not doubting Liverpool's brilliance. I'm not doubting their ability to play through Chelsea. It could, it could happen, but they're really going to have to be on song because that defensive five is going to take some breaking down. So I think that we can look after their front players and if we do, with with intelligent uh, protection of the ball, the likes of Hazard and Morata really can do some damage to them. What's happening to David Luiz? It's like there was this big fallout, or wasn't there, there a was, big fallout? There was a big fallout. And, fallout. He started, didn't he, in the Champions League this week? He did, he started in the Champions League, but that doesn't quite have... Starting in the Champions League sounds like a very a very glamorous thing. Well, no, it's not. But yeah, it's not. It, it, yeah. There's more to it. It is glamorous, but it's not no, necessarily it's, means that you're back in Chelsea, Chelsea rested players for Anfield. You know, we're playing... We, we had a six-hour flight which is huge. We played a day after Liverpool and we're away at Liverpool. Mm. So Conte really did have to make full use of his squad, which I think he's done, but not playing Christensen and playing David Luiz is actually a glamorised V-sign to David Luiz mm. um, because it proves that Andreas Christensen is our main man in that position. Do you think there's any way of repairing that, that relationship? No, I don't. I think, I think the relationship could be repaired, but I don't think, I don't think David Luiz gets back in his team because... You just can't drop Christensen. He's so good, Flev. He's like... Uh, he is the one shining example that I can give. You know when people slate Chelsea's youth policy? Yes. Um, in fact, I know that Bull Street has previously you know, made videos about the youth policy and, and argued that it could be perceived as being a bit ridiculous. I think, and I, well, think that's I think true. I think I think what they meant... I, I think I know what you're talking about. And, and um, I think there was some issue around... How ethical it is to stockpile young players? Yeah, and yeah, never yeah. Get oh, I think there's I think there's credibility in that argument. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking the argument, but it's in its entirety. Chelsea. It suits Chelsea, but the the argument in its entirety. Suddenly, Chelsea have a player in Andreas Christensen who has come into the side, 
having been on loan for ages, you know, he's at Murch and Gladbach for a long time. They were desperate to sign him. He was playing in the Champions League. Suddenly, we've brought a player back from being on loan, and he has sl- he's, we've just adopted a world-class player. He's come into a team and taken over from David Luiz, who was arguably our best player last year. Mm. That is the youth policy... In its, that is the zenith of the youth policy. That is it. it, it in, that is the crown, uh, yeah, the jewel yeah. in the crown. It's it's perfect. So Andreas Christensen is so good. He's so slight. You know, he's not a big. He's not a big guy, um, but he can deal with aerial threats and stroke. Like the way that he looked after Romelu Lukaku the other the other week against Manchester United was a shining example as to how you defend against a player who is bigger, stronger than you. And is it a choice between Christensen or Luiz? Yeah, it's one or the other. Right. Sadly, sadly, it's one or the other because David Luiz is a, is a masterful footballer. Yeah, but it's one or the other. What I would like to do really would be play play Christensen, drop Gary Cahill, and play David Luiz. Yeah. But I don't think you can do that. Not in the was it? The, he plays on the right on hand the side of the left group. side, left side. Yeah, left side. Okay. Eden Hazard wants out of Chelsea. No, he doesn't. <laughs> had, it's had enough. I'm going to read you a quote. Okay. So, like, from from you, who? From Eden Hazard's mouth. Right. From Eden Hazard. Yeah, path. before, okay, you, before you get all like, Sorry. oh, he's not leaving because I love him, he loves the club so much. Have a listen to okay. this. I want out of this cheap, horrible football club. It's time for me to go. Real Madrid want me. Fuck Chelsea. And especially that <laughs> weird guy, Rory Jennings. Now, this is what he actually said. He said, uh, the, moment to, the moment to leave will be when I want to leave, he said to interview the Canal Plus. I want to finish this year and we will see what happens. Everybody knows the admiration I have for Real Madrid. But for the moment, I am blue. Each year people say stuff about Eden and each year I have always stayed at the club. When I was at Lille, people uh, started saying PSG, I stayed at Lille. At Chelsea every year I'm mentioned with PSG or Real Madrid. If you want to see me go so- somewhere, you need to stop asking me. So he's on his way, isn't he? I don't think that you can categorically Adam, say he's on, he on his way. He's obviously on his way. He wants that. Adam agrees, what's the price? No, I don't, think it, I, don't think it, uh, I don't think it signifies that at all. I think... Naturally, a player like Eden Hazard will hold a player like Zinedine Zidane in high esteem. So the thought of teaming up with his boyhood idol will obviously carry some weight. The the allure of the Bernabeu is obviously massive. Of course, you of course anybody given a, an opportunity, a whiff of playing in such a such a poignant stadium, will it will turn your head. However. Can't acknowledge all the things he says about that, about Real Madrid, and take that as fact, but then dismiss all the things that he says about staying at Chelsea. Dismiss, like, he says he wants to stay at Chelsea, he says he's a blue, he says he's happy in London, his family's settled. Mm. All I'm asking you to do is read between the lines. (laughs) Stop being so blinkered. I just can't. Do you know part of the reason I can't see him leaving? The transfer fees have gone crazy, haven't they? Yeah. How much money? How much money would he go for now? Like, what sort of bid are Chelsea going to accept? 60? 50, 50, 60 mil. Are you joking? Do you think that? Yeah. No, like, I mean, let's put it in a context of Romelu Lukaku going for... Romelu Lukaku went for, what, 75? Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Is that right? No, realistically, I'm being a dickhead. Um, Hazard would cost... It's got to be... You're looking 200 in the current climate. Yeah, I think... think Ultimately, he's going to be in the similar similar price range to what Neymar was sold for. Yeah. I don't know if Real Madrid would be happy to pay that. Yeah. Also, I don't think Real Madrid need him. This is the thing with transfer fees, because they've gone so crazy, um, and people, some clubs are still finding a way to pay for them. 
There are going to there be aren't some people some finding a way to PSG. pay for it. There are one club finding a way to P- pay for it. PSG. Yeah, right. a club bankrolled by a country. Uh, and, that's, and Man City would probably be able to find a way as well. But, but, but what I want to say is that it means that some players, because there's only a finite amount of players that these clubs can buy, some players are going to be priced out of the market completely because there's no way of buying these players without in breach of financial fair play. And you could say, well, PSG have done it, but PSG still have to find £80 million to cover their deficit at the moment. Yeah, which they will, though. Well, they will, oh, by they will. I mean, they I sell free players. I think that kind of thing is a, is a formality. But yeah. I, I just... But firstly, Real Madrid, to get to, to prize Real Madrid from Chelsea's hands, it's going to cost... In the region, sorry, to, to, what did I say? Real Madrid from Chelsea's hands. Talking about. Sense. Sorry, to, to prize Hazard from Chelsea's hands, Real Madrid are going to have to look to pay somewhere in the region of 100 million. Somewhere in the region of 100 million. Right. Do you pay 100 million pounds for a player who, where, who do they, who doesn't get in the side? So, do, who do they drop from that from their starting lineup? Uh, I'm, I don't know. Maybe Isco, although he's been playing brilliant this season. And they've I mean, got this new, this kid coming through Asensio it looks insane. Well, exactly. Do, so they, do what, they really need him? Do they need him? Well, that's yeah. and that's that's another. I think question. what we will find with these transfer fees is a lot of players will start to run their contracts down because they'll realise that, that no one's going to pay the money that it would cost to get them out of that contract. So you'll find big players refusing to sign contracts. Which is the Arsenal issue. Mm. Yeah, uh, but Hazard's well in contract. I, I don't think Hazard will leave Chelsea in the in the next two windows, which is. The, you know, January and then the, then, then the close season. Fair enough. I um, hope, anyway. Do you, want hear, do you want to hear an absolutely mental statistic? Always. Liverpool have defeated three teams in the last nine seasons of Championship fo- Champions League football. And they're clubs from Hungary, Bulgaria and Slovenia. What, they're the only teams that they've... According to this tweet... I- I mean, yeah, I think yeah. Who's a tweet? Wait, is it, is it, is it accurate? I, you I can't read just the, find I, any tweet. And... No, of course, but I read the replies and, and it's, it, yeah, it's accurate. Uh, although they did beat a German side in qualifying for the Champions League one year, but okay. in the actual Champions League itself, they've only won... They've only so beaten, say, they've beaten three teams. They may have beat that same team twice, but... So since they won it, since yeah. they won the Champions League, is that when it's from? Nine years. Nine, Nine years. seasons. So okay, they've been out, and they've been out of it a few years, haven't they? Yeah. Right, okay. So, do you want to, can, you, can you, for a bonus point, guess or a clubs. point, guess one of them? Okay, from what countries? Uh, Hungary, Bulgaria, and Slovenia. Maribor. Yes, nice. Good work. That is good. The other two are... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Shada. Hang on, Ferenc Varos? No, never heard of them. They're the Hungarian team. So, no. Uh, all right, but Bulgarian are kind of more well known. Oh, wait, Sofia? No. Uh, Dana. Ludogorets. Oh. And uh, the Hungary team is Debrechian. Okay, fine. No, never heard of them. Okay. Um, there you go, Liverpool. You they're going to get through their group now. Oh, sure, game, yeah. I think they will. Uh, you know, the. I think all five five English clubs will probably get through. Yeah. It's going to be a weird one, isn't it? Because you can't play each other in the well, next Well, the trouble round. is you can't play each other in the next round, which I think is a really interesting debate. Should that be should that be scrapped? Because all you're really doing is giving English... It could end up very cluttered in the next... In well, the round it, after that. It basically ends up English clubs having to face very good teams. Yes. Very, very good teams. But I think, it, I think also, if all of the English teams then win, you're going to go into, what, the last eight, five English it, clubs? Is it, is it the last eight? Exactly. Oh, we're in the last 16 you go, you go through and you're in the last 16 right <laughs> could you imagine so, I don't think that can happen the, the, I mean it can happen obviously but you think at some point yeah, well, some, some of, one of us got, got faced well, mate, Barcelona problem, or the, well this is the problem we, Roman. Chelsea through some ridiculous I, I have no idea how it's just like a bit of luck are going to finish top of their group which shouldn't be happening you know Chelsea haven't had a great campaign but we're somehow going to finish top of our group mm. Largely due to Atletico Madrid's inability to get it together, but then they pulled it out of the bag and beat Roma, which did us a massive favour. Yeah. But somehow we're going to finish top of our group, which I was thinking, lovely, you know, that's that's sweet. We'll be in the last eight. Anything can happen there. Looking at the teams that are going to finish second in their group, it's no bonus anyway. You could really easily is. end up playing Bayern, uh, yeah. Juventus. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, you're, it, you've got it, if you go out now or you go out for, for Spurs. A Barcelona and PSG are saying who's it, it's we, Celtic. We can't Spurs, Spurs. I don't know because who's going to finish second in your group? Real Madrid. Real Madrid is second. Yeah. So Real Madrid are another team that you could easily play. Having you could get top. Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'd, I'd actually quite like that. I'd Mate, weirdly like that. Have you been to the Bernabeu? No, Chelsea have never played in the Bernabeu. Really? Chelsea Football Club have never ever played in the Bernabeu. So if you had to choose a stadium. To visit in world football before you die. No shit, I don't fuck that. Or you die. That's or James, I die. James would be yeah. upset that I hadn't done that yet. Or yeah. So which stadium? It is that one. It yeah, is the best. I've world. been because I've been all of the other stadiums that I'd really like to go to. Mm. I've like I've seen England play in the Maracan. Mm. I've seen Chelsea play in the San Siro. I've never been to the. I've never been to the Bernabeu. The Bernabeu is is the best stadium I've ever been in. Really? It is absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, and I'm not. I don't really. Because it looks quite modern and there's something in that, but it's it's gigantic. And you go in, because you go in the street level, the ground, the, the whole stadium's sunken. Oh, I love so it. It's yeah. actually, there's a tier. So below. you don't have to climb loads of stairs when you get oh, in. You, do, you have to climb loads of stairs to get out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I can't really remember, to be honest. It was. Is it, in cent- is it central in Madrid or is it, is it an effort to get no, to No, no, it's not difficult to Because a new Atletico, I went to Atletico <laughs> earlier this season, mm. middle of nowhere, barely in Madrid. Well, that doesn't surprise me. It's a massive new stadium. But but the Bernabeu isn't that. <coughs> Bernabeu's easy to get to in that. Yes, it wasn't too difficult. Lovely. As I remember it. Lovely. <coughs> yeah, that so was... if you get them, it's a great, great trip. Obviously, Madrid's an amazing city. Yeah. PSG didn't seem to avoid in that, in that whole competition, I think. Did you watch the Barcelona and Juventus game this week? No. So Iniesta got a standing ovation from the Juventus fans. Uh, what do you think of that? I've got a gut feeling about what, how you might think. <sighs> I think... 
I think there are certain exceptions where it's okay, and I think Iniesta is probably an example of that. Because he's so good that Because you... he's so good, uh, and it's certainly, you know, it's, the, it's his last campaign, it's the last time that PS... Possibly the last time that PSG fans will have any... Uh, who did you say it was against? PSG? Um, no, Juventus. Yes. First time, it's the last time that Juventus fans will have any interaction with him. Uh, unless they both get to the final, and I do understand it, but equally I do think that that we're on a. There are certain things where you know, sort of class, class acts. Hashtag nice touch is becoming a little bit prevalent in football for my life. <coughs> yeah, um, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, the, the, what about when you? I think I saw you do it actually. Somehow the camera passed around and you was on your. On your seat at Chelsea, I think your top was off as well, and your arms were uh, like I, I and you was just doing this. He was clapping, and as Gerard walked off the pitch, he was looking. Oh, Stephen, just brilliant, brilliant, Gerard. You've had a great career. Stephen, Stephen Gerard did get clapped off, uh, but Chelsea played Liverpool towards the end of the season. Yeah, uh, well, I think it was our last home game actually. Yeah, yeah. And Gerard got a clap off at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, why did you take your top off? I didn't. My top was firmly on. I yeah. wasn't on camera that day, why, but I did give him a clap. Oh, you did? I did give him a clap. Yeah. I'd why? Stephen Gerrard's been a wonderful servant so for what? the Premier League. He's been a wonderful player for England. Rory, so what? I uh, I would never clap. It, it, the game didn't mean very much either. He's taken off for a standing ovation. Stephen Gerrard has been one of the. I followed England to. I followed England to three tournaments in which Stephen Gerrard has played. I I think he's been an incredible player. I'm not impressed. Would you not? Absolutely not. I wouldn't clap anyone off. So if Frank, no, Lampard, said, if Frank Lampard was taken off... Oh, off. have a word. No way. No chance. No chance. Um, no, not at all. If football's about rivalry, it ain't about celebrating another team's uh, good play. That said, I'm being a bit of a hypocrite here because when Spurs played Dortmund um, in, in Dortmund, uh, they beat us 3-0 and they were so good that they wiped the Oh, floor. no, you're not going to tell me... I clapped the whole team off. All of them. And Matt Hummels, one of my nicest moments, gave me a lovely warm feeling inside, a little fuzzy feeling inside. Even at the end of my willy, it tingled a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I was clapping. I was like, you can't. You had to admit greatness when it was evident. I'm not sure that I agree with this point. Um, and uh, Matt Hummels looks over, clapped the like that. Yeah, like that, did that. And I was like, well, Matt, that's what I made. You and Matt are friends. Lovely. Uh, see, I, I don't think that's... I think that's different. Like, Stephen Gerrard playing against Chelsea, he was taken off. He hadn't played particularly well that day or ever against us. He's very different. I remember, didn't Ronaldo... If he hadn't slipped, would you have clapped? Yes, I would have. I would have clapped, irrespective of, of that. But I don't. He. I wouldn't clap him doing a brilliant thing against my club. No, I know that. Although saying that, I did clap Frank Lampard when he scored. I didn't celebrate the goal, but Frank Lampard scored for Man City against us. You are. You surprise me every day. You know that. I didn't. I didn't clap him scoring the goal. Obviously, we drew one all that day. I think Sherlock scored for us. You just literally said that you didn't. No, clap what him. I was clapping is I was clapping his reaction. So he scored and immediately looked at... He was right in front of the away yeah. end. He looked at the away end and apologised. And I gave him a clap. There's a the lot of moistness in Chelsea, is all I'm saying, isn't it? The, play, the players are moist, and some <laughs> of the fans, not all the ones, not the dogs here. Troll him. Troll him. Get him. <laughs> don't. Um, yeah, the... Uh, yeah, I'd start, I kind of... I don't know. Sometimes when you can't help yourself, like, like I say, with the Dortmund situation, I'm just... It, it, not just me, it was everybody. I think everybody. there's something a little bit weird in that, though. When a team is... Comp- like, I remember Manchester United fans doing it to Ronaldo. Do you remember when Ronaldo scored a hat-trick at Old Trafford? But Man United have got a kind of loving with him, haven't they? That's the thing. This not is- that Ronaldo, no, no. The, oh, other, the other guy. Oh, yeah, I see. The other it's guy. It's like Perlo, wherever he gets, he gets the stand innovation as well. Yes. 
Um, anyway, I'll tell you what, should, should we have a little bit of um, Soldiers Lost in Battle? Let's do it. Yeah? Have you got the theme tune set? Yeah, I'm going to set it up right now. <laughs> One, sorry, this isn't very professional, is it? Oh, he's got it ready. I have. Morning, boys. Big fan of the pod. Answering your call for fallen soldiers. But this one has a twist. Around August 2016, my father, my family booked a holiday to Las Vegas for my sister's 21st birthday. And we were due to go on Sunday, 14th of May. Must be quite a wealthy family. Uh, my mum had even checked the fixtures to make sure that Spurs weren't at home. And I've been a season ticket holder for 10 years. And we were due to play United on Saturday, 13th of May, which would have been the last ever game at White Hart Lane, so all seemed well. Then, United progressed into the Europa League and the finale of my spiritual home was moved to the day we were flying to Las Vegas, Rory. I was going to miss it all because of that bastard competition. I immediately called Virgin to ask... Oh, the train things available. Immediately asked uh, Virgin to, about changing the flights and they were saying it was going to cost over £600 to move the flights and there was a large chunk of spending money I just couldn't afford. After a lot of agonising, pleas on social media and begging for help in forums and even finding Virgin Holiday employees who were Spurs, nothing could be done and I decided I couldn't justify the cost and I was gutted that I was going to miss the last ever game at the lane. Then fate stepped in. The week before we were due to fly out to Vegas, my accumulator came in. I won over £500 and the first thing I did was get on the blower to Virgin and move my flights by a day. All was right in the world. I went to the last ever game at Lane with one of my oldest friends and enjoyed all of the emotion and went to Vegas and had a blinding time. So there you have it, a fallen soldier story with a happy ending. Not that kind of love. Cheers, Nick. <laughs> one more. I was in the shed watching the mighty Perth glory. Yes, the shed? What, what, what? In Perth, Perth oh, glory. I'll do that. I mean, they've got their own shed. <laughs> You're spoiling the story. Sorry. Uh, this was in Callum George. I was in the shed watching the mighty Perth glory. Yes. We still have a tin shed at one end of the field. A boring opening 30 minutes, we were 1-0 down and still hadn't even had a shot, so I went off to a beer only to discover I needed cash. Off I went to the ATM. Right as I put my card, I heard a roar, a deafening roar. We had scored. Not only had we scored, we'd scored a 30-yard screamer from a thunderbolt. To, to level the scores with, <laughs> with there being nothing but limbs going everywhere in the shed. And here I was fucking waiting for my money to come out of the ATM. We went on to lose 2-1. It was hard work. I don't envy James. It's hard. Yeah, it's good. Um, Chelsea are playing Perth in the summer. Oh, yeah. you, so, are you going out? I'm really hoping to. Yeah? Never been to Australia. No, nor have I. Never been. Too many dangerous animals. Too many things that can eat you. Yes. Uh, that's my mainly problem with it, really. Yeah, I understood. I share that, I share that fear. Yeah. I'm going to have to get over it. Finally, before we uh, wrap up for the week, Everton give up on Chase... For silver, they're playing Southampton <laughs> this. I thought you were going to say silverware. Silverware. Shit. Silverware. Manager's situation's still not sorted. It's completely mad- madness. Uh, I don't understand how you can have a manager in place, Ronald Koeman, mm-hmm. who, regardless of how it was going, is an established manager. He, you know, he knows how to get, keep a club running. If you decide to sack him, which I'm not saying is a wrong decision, but if you decide to sack him, do it when you know what's going to come next. Mm. Like, don't sack him and then go, right, we need him out, get him out, he's gone. So now, he, now you don't have a steady pair of hands on the, on the, on the controls. Now he's gone, OK, watch, now we should have a conversation about who we're going to get. It, it's a, it is madness, isn't it? Well, yeah. Unless, unless, unless the manager's actually done something that means he has to be yeah, removed from the course. club. But you, they could have they, they done it six... They could have done it, what... A week earlier, they could have done it two weeks later. Ultimately, they had they had 
a frame of time in which they could operate in. Yeah. They didn't have to do it. Wasn't, it wasn't like they had to sack him that day and he was gone, the way that England sacked Allardyce. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a scandal. They could have done it whenever suited them. Mm. And they've done it. And what's going to happen? Like, what is the answer here? I think, I think their pursuit of Silver is the correct manager. I just think, obviously, you'd be mad for Watford to let him go now. And what does it say about Silver? He was just going to jump ship the, immediate, uh, the minute a bigger club comes along. But... I think, and that's not to even say that he's he would even have gone there. But um, I think the situation is that they need they need to. This season's a write off, despite spending 150 million. It's a write off now. They need to stay in the Premier League, so they need an interim manager that will just do that for them. Who's that? That's a good question. I mean, Allardyce. Well, he's what he said. I'm not doing it. You'd be hesitated. You obviously don't want me. They want it silver by the looks of it. But yeah, but Allardyce will get over. That's true. It's, it is a slight on Allardyce's character. But, but I guarantee that Allardyce will get over that if they have a conversation about his... If, if, if Allardyce has a conversation with Everton and Everton say to him, X amount, if you keep us up, Allardyce will get over that hurt feeling. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Well, if you want Allardyce, you'll get him, if you're prepared to pay. Yeah, I think his ego's been hurt. I think he, he, he doesn't like the fact that he wasn't first choice. Man, money solves problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, putting it in my pocket you know if, if I was wearing a blazer yeah. I'd put the money in that pocket yeah. have you ever done that to anyone no I don't I don't really carry cash but if I did carry cash that's where it would go I bet you have a you've got a money pin I'd love one no gold, I don't like Tony pole. Soprano yeah I, I would love that but no uh, I don't think I would never have any cash yeah, what did you just... I had an argument I had an argument in MS Victoria Station because I was trying to pay for some chewing gum on a card an argument with who the cashier what it so wasn't working it wasn't working he went out oh, it's 50 pence or something. He said, oh, can you not just sort this out in cash he said no I don't have any yeah. He said, well, the card machine's not working. We're at stalemate. Is <laughs> <laughs> that what he said? <laughs> That's better. Oh, I, I like, like well, that, I'm, I'm We're ready. at stalemate, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is a problem. And, and, and what happened? How did you resolve the situation? I had to push in front of somebody, go into another line. Right. And, and so, the, so it wasn't a stalemate but after all. I think that, that pretty boring it's, story, sorry for that, everybody. I think that boring story proves that I'm not a man who would carry a money clip. Well, no, you're not a man who would carry a money clip, but you saying cash is beneath you. You don't like touching it because other people have taught it and stuff like that. <laughs> like the plebs. You don't uh, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely what I was saying there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like carrying cash because it's beneath me. Yeah, you, other, <laughs> other plebeians have touched it. Is that what it is? Everton are playing Southampton at the weekend. Perfect fixture. Um, I mean, I can't think of a more boring game of football. Perfect fixture for Everton, though, from Everton's point of view. Southampton cannot score. Nine goals in the Premier League this season. There was a bit of a goal drought towards the end of last season as well. Mm. Um, I mean... Yeah, I don't quite know what... There was a a time when when Southampton actually looked quite lively up front. You know, when Shane Long was on form, when that Gabbiadini came in and was pinging him in around the time they played United in in the Carnegie Cup finals. That's right. It was quite a it was quite a good time for them, and you know they seem quite a dangerous team. That's certainly not the case. That's certainly not. Pellegrino's come in and hasn't. He's just boring everyone to death, for it, isn't he? Yeah, it, it hasn't. It hasn't gone. It hasn't gone to plan. But from Everton's perspective, this is an ideal. If they don't get a result now against Southampton, then they re- then they are like like I think at the moment the the general consensus of football fans say Everton aren't going down. Yeah. If they don't get a result against Southampton, I mean, then I would down. then I would say they're in a dogfight. Yeah, I think they're in the dogfight. They're, they, they, they're not though. Their quality, they're not. Their quality is so significantly better than all the other teams down there. And there's so many. If you look at the Premier League table now, there's so many 
average teams. Like you know, you know now you're mid table in the Premier League mm. if you're averaging a point a game. Yeah. So if you're on twelve points, say you're a little bit better than a point a game. Say you're on fourteen points after mm. twelve games, you're looking at getting in Europe. Previous years, you're going down. But this is so much to do with the quality of the top six side now, and so, the, that league, that top six league or top seven, well, top six league this season, is so strong compared to the rest of the league. But the rest of the league is so bad. Like I would say, anybody eighth or below is going to be, yeah, is in contention to get relegated at this stage of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Newcastle United are mid-table. I think Newcastle United, of course, I don't think they're going to go down. But it wouldn't surprise anybody if Newcastle did go down. They, they're a newly promoted side. Yeah, absolutely. You, so, you know, you're a fan of Chelsea, a big club. I'm, I'm happy to admit that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. If Spurs are a big club. You should be happy to admit that. I am. Right. Do you ever think what it must be like for them people that just follow Tim Pop clubs? <laughs> I, I'm sure they. I'm sure they don't. Like, what do they get out of it? Give me an example of a club. Brentford. Brentford. I, Pink, yeah. Tim Pop. Like, uh, or, or, or Aston Villa. Like, they, they used to be big Tim Pop now. Uh, there'd, be a, there'd be a significant percentage of Aston Villa fans who would, who would have seen their team win the European Cup. So yeah. they're all right. All they're right. happy. All right. But Southampton, Tim Pot. What's the point? I think Southampton... What about if they just remove <laughs> all football teams other than the top six out of football? Like just get Cre- well, actually create that European Super League. Yeah, but don't allow anyone else to play football. Just, they just keep the top six. So basically, six. there's six clubs in England. Yeah. <laughs> right, and, and six all, clubs in Spain. And all the other footballs, just amateur football, no coverage, no football, no money at all. Just have a top six. That they play, play each other like, four times a season. Yeah, no, maybe, yeah, maybe six times. People want to see it. They love the drama of it. The big so, games. The big Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea play Tottenham six times a season. Yeah. Yeah, Chelsea, <laughs> Arsenal, and then, and then we like, can forget about all these other games. What you need to do is you need to write this up as a proposal yeah. and send it to the FA. Yeah. Say, let's just abolish Fort- Birmingham City. They're yeah. out, they're yeah. gone. Yeah, they're definitely Queen's gone. Park Rangers, Walsall. no such thing. Walsall, gone. <laughs> all of them, gone. All there is, the top six. No, no one's interested. So in what, like one club in Birmingham then? You just, or what? none? No, no, no clubs, no clubs. No football <laughs> anywhere apart from the top six. That's it, no pre- no rele- relegation. No. I'm obviously joking, but the Sky Sports would have that. They'd be all over that if they had the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Sky Sports would like the idea of that, but it certainly doesn't appeal to me. No, no, <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm, I'm, all, I, you know, I'm, I'm all for uh, lowly football. Um, I, I actually look, look enviously on Adam sometimes because Adam goes Brentford uh, a lot with his mates and they go and they, they, they love it. Sometimes there's so much pressure. You're, you're, you've got there's so much media attention on your football club that sometimes you forget. That yeah, football's not fun. Football's not fun for a team like uh, either of us. There's just so much pressure. Yeah, there's Every so much game is like you have, you have to win it. Whereas, but what I just want to get made a point. There's something beautiful about just going and watching your team well, play this is it, with okay, your I mates agree. with a few beers. Do you remember the year that... No, do you remember the year? It was two years ago when Chelsea finished 10th in the league mm. and our season was like, well, by this point in the season, it, well, by this point in the season, it wasn't over because we were in a relegation fight. By January, it was over. Yeah. We weren't going down. We weren't going to get that year. much more relaxed? Well, it was... Do you know what? I remember going... We played Sunderland away very late in the season. Mm. Uh, we lost 3-2. Jermaine Defoe scored. And that day, actually... Sunderland beating us relegated Newcastle so it was like quite a buoyant mm. buoyant day out there but I went I went to that game the game meant absolutely nothing from a Chelsea fan's perspective we were oh. winning and we lost and there was something quite refreshing I wouldn't swap don't get me wrong I mean I think that the the, the tense atmosphere that where, where everything rides on a game is brilliant at Stamford Bridge I love it but there was something quite refreshing about going to the football having a few beers on the train up to Sunderland or up to Newcastle having a few beers in Sunderland Heading over to the game, with, there was something 
mildly refreshing about it. It didn't matter. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. And I, it's good. But, but compare that. Mm. Compare that me going to Sunderland with a couple of mates. Or we played Villa. We beat Villa, Villa 4-0. They were already down, I think. Went up to Birmingham, whatever. Compare that to losing uh-huh. 1-0 at the new Camp and bringing Barcelona back to Stamford Bridge. It, it's incomparable. No, no, it is incomparable. And that is, it's an amazing experience to have that, um, you know, similar, like comparing that to beating Real Madrid. In, exactly. In the Champions League. So exactly. Get, no, I understand, understand, understand that. But I think sometimes with the amount of pressure that's on, on football and the success being so important that um, sometimes the, the fact that it's about connection with your family and your friends and... Uh, and no, that all goes out the window. Okay. That all goes out the window. Of course. Winning, winning. Yeah, I don't go to Stamford Bridge to to do any of that anymore. This is just in this. The one for the weekend is sponsored by a family. Please go and download the app. If you're one of the people who are remaining are still here, you're obviously a fan of the podcast. So do us a favour. Go into uh, go into the description, or if you listen to it, go into your app store, download the Fan League app, and get involved. Join our league. One for the weekend. Add James Alcott, and then you're in. Uh, Rory, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I loved it. I have loved talking to you. It's been great. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.